Hey y'all, this is Ovi, and you're tuned in to Yeah, But Are You Listening? A space created for us to laugh and cry, share blueprints, and grow through transparency. We'll talk about the things that make us nervous and the things that get us hyped, but most of all, we'll be authentic. Let's get to it. Hey y'all. Welcome back to another episode in our series, Let's Talk Mental Health. For this episode, I invited my dear friend, Sharice Wesley, to talk to us about her battle. Um, Sharice is easily one of the strongest women I know. I think you'll probably agree after you listen to her story. Um, You'll probably notice that we are posting today on a Tuesday instead of Wednesday. And that is in tribute to both Sharice and her daughter, Ariana, who lost her battle with brain cancer nine years ago today. Um, this one was a hard one, y'all. This one was a hard one to do. It was a hard conversation to have because I was there for a lot of the journey with Sharice and Ari um, and Taylor. So anyway, my friend is willing to share her story in hopes that it gives someone else the hope to keep going, the understanding that you are not alone. Um, just keep going. Um, I've provided resources before. I will continue to provide resources. Please do understand that these episodes are not to take the place of seeking help, seeking professional therapy for you or your children or your loved ones that might be battling some form of mental health, whether it's depression or suicidal ideations or bipolar or anything that's not even on the map. Maybe you just need to talk to somebody. Um, please use these just as motivation and understanding that you are not alone and that we are all in this together. So for this one, you might want to grab some tissue. And so I know that you tell your story often on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I think I shared this with you the other day. Every time you tell it, there are two specific things for me that come up. And so Mm -hmm. like emotionally that come up and and I'll share them with you, but, um, but I wanted, you are probably the strongest woman that I know Mm, Thank you um, for so many reasons. And so it's funny because, oh, I can show you. So typically um, when I tell people this, I haven't been able to show them because I didn't have it right here. So when Mm -hmm. I decided I wanted to do this podcast, um, where is it? When I first decided I wanted to do this podcast, I made a list. So here's a list. So now people can, they won't be able to see it, but here's the list of people, right? That, mm-hmm. I, had, that I wanted to be on the show. Um, and you were on here with your own episode. You were already on here with your own episode. Somebody I wanted to talk to about like being a survivor and stuff like that. And so it really is manifesting in a way that I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud of you. This is so dope. So proud of you. Um, but I also, you know, I was I was explaining to somebody yesterday what I'm hoping from this like mental health series is that people will get a some coping mechanisms, like maybe that they mm-hmm. haven't tried before, um, but also that maybe they will just be able to identify with something somebody else is going through. So maybe they mm-hmm. aren't like maybe they haven't been through what you've been through, but right. maybe after hearing like 
I felt like this or it mm-hmm. looked like this and they will be able to help identify, you know, something they may be going through that maybe they really need to get some help as opposed to, um, you know, drinking wine or right. whatever the mechanism may be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, so I just want you to know how much I appreciate you um, not only sharing this with me, but also trusting me in this space to not like, because um, also before I was like, all right, God, now, now, <laughs> all right. Um, so we'll get started, but I, but um, I wanted to tell you that, so the two things that come up for me every time you post a story is, the first one is when you were having the cookout for Ari mm-hmm. and on Fayetteville Street, and you were like, Ovi, she wants you to come. And I was like, I, I'm not going to be able to, but like, I'm not going to, she called me, but I'm not going to be able to show up because I don't know that yeah. I can see her. And you were like, yeah. come, and I'm like, oh. and so, you know, I can't, you know, right. so I was yeah. like, okay. And I came and it was, you know, and I remember coming and seeing Ari, you know, and being glad I did, but crying all the way home. Right. 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 Um, and then the second thing that I, that it always makes me think of um, is the strength that you displayed at her home going. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not sure that I would have been able to show up that same way. Like even for my baby, right. you know, be like, that's my baby. I'll do whatever. I don't, I don't know that I would, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know that I would have been able to show up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now I will kind of turn the floor over to you if you want to give really really however you want to start if you want to tell us um what happened if you want okay. to you know tell us what happened and then um maybe how and when the depression starts set in although I feel like okay. when people hear what happened like it'll be a no-brainer like right I right. was depressed too and she won't even my baby so right I think people right. really understand so I'll kind a of lot turn of the floor over. okay so I'll just kind of turn the floor over to you to share as much as you like okay well, um, everybody knows I'm Sharice. Um, I met Ovi many, many, many years ago <laughs> in the bull city of Durham, North Carolina. Um, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and um, I married Ariana's father back in 2002 and um, found out that I was pregnant later on in 2002. Um, I already have one daughter. She was two years old at the time. Her name is Taylor. That's my airman. They're only two years apart? I always thought her and Ari was like, okay, but I always yeah. thought they, there was a larger gap. Sorry, I didn't nope. mean to interrupt your story. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Nope, they're only three years apart. I know, because I, I guess Ariana was just so much more mature. She was kind of like the big little sister. Yeah. Kind of sort of. Yes. So, um, as you know, because she was at your home all the time. So, um, I, I had my, ba- my baby and pretty much, you know, life went on. So I fast forward, um, to, she was eight years old and I had just taken her to her doctor's appointment where she was fine. I mean, throughout the year she had like, um, headaches, but we all have allergies. So they, they said it was allergies. I would give her Benadryl. Sometimes it would go away. Sometimes it wouldn't because who gives a healthy eight-year-old an MRI or CAT scan? No one. They don't get um, healthy adults an MRI or CAT scan. Girl, you got That's to fight the insurance like... company truth and a tooth and nail to get it. Yep. Yeah. So um she started like right after that doctor's appointment, she started falling. Like I would I was working from home at the time and she would fall into the door and be like, I'm okay, mommy. That was her thing. I'm okay. I'm okay. 
So I'm like, as time went on, she kept falling. And I told my ex-husband, like, yeah, something's not right. I'm going to go ahead and make an appointment for her. So thank God it kind of worked for us that I worked from home. He was a musician pretty much home during the week. So he was able to go ahead and take her to the doctor. I never forget he called my cell phone like Sharice, call your supervisor, tell them you got to go. They told us to take her straight to Duke. We got, he was like, they kind of think they know what it is. And he kind of knew what it was, but didn't want to tell me what it was um, either. Cause the doctor kind of told him what he thought it was. And they were ready for us when we got there. Like we walked into the ER, they took us straight to the back. They was like, we gonna CAT scanner, you know, the whole family over, you know how big they are. So the whole family was in the emergency room department. And during that time, well, let me back up. Before that time, she had started getting hard to wake up. Like I would, she never would sleep that hard. Taylor, yeah, she was a hard sleeper, but Ari, she normally would jump right up. Oh, and FYI, her name is Ariana Sharice Meadows because my ex-husband wanted her middle name to be my first name, which I absolutely love. But <laughs> but we call we called her. They're good for something. They good for something sometimes. Yeah, they good for something. So um <laughs> Ari, as we affectionately called her, um, she would sleep with her eyes open too, which wasn't abnormal, but it just wasn't right. Now that I go back and think about things and she was getting hard to wake up. Mm-hmm. So going back to the ER, they cast scanner, they came in like we see a spot on her brain. Um, we're not really 100% sure what it is. We're going to do an MRI the next day. But in between that time, I come out of the emergency room. My ex-husband ran out like they can't wake her up. She's not waking up. I'm like, what you mean she's not waking up? I go back there like they, they use all type of mechanisms. They're pinching her. They're lightweight shaking her. And they're like, Ari, wake up, wake up. So I went back there like, get up. Ari, wake up. Right. And she, and she woke up. And in between that time, she really didn't know back then that anything was wrong with her. Right. So we, we knew it was pretty much probably brain cancer. We knew it probably was terminal, but until they actually did the MRI, which of course is the better study, we didn't really know like prognosis or things of that nature. So she had the MRI, they admitted her. Mm-hmm. She had the MRI the next day. And um, we were in there with her. They gave us headphones, asked her what she wanted to listen to, Mary Mary, because of course, those of you that don't know me, my ex-husband is a PK. And there wasn't no um, R&B music up in the house. So, listen, uh, listen, that we, yes, because at some point we are going to talk about how for as close as we were, I did not visit your church because I was like, I don't have anything churchy enough. Like I got a skirt, but it's just a regular people's skirt. Right, not right. all the way to the floor skirt. I can't wear no earrings. Yeah, we, yeah. So, okay. Like, so no I send the kids. Come get the kids, but I'm not coming. But I'm not coming. Just pray for me. I'm going to go to my own church where I could wear pants if I want to. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. So, there was no R&B. No R&B. So she listened to Mary Mary while she was in there, kind of take her mind off of what was going on. Plus, it was so loud. Yeah. Um, They didn't want her, you know, to be able to hear it. MRI came back. I'll never forget the images. My ex-husband actually still has the images of the tumor and just how the tumor was so deep into her brain stem that it was really nothing it can do. Because if... I know people that have brain cancer, like one of my closest friends suffered with it, but it was like not in her brainstem. So they was able to go in and do what they did and she's yeah. better now. But um, with hers being so deep into the brainstem, if they operated, she would instantly turn into a vegetable. 
not my kid, not my jumping, cartwheeling, flipping kid. So I, from that day, I told God, whatever you do is what you're going to do because we're not doing chemo. Um, we're not doing radiation. Right. I promised my baby I wouldn't let them cut on her. And I would like, we're not doing anything. Because the thing of it is, for people that don't know, when a ch anyone that has any type of cancer, especially the brain, the way that they have to put that radiation and chemo to your head, like they would have to MRI her every other week yeah. because they have to fit like this cap thing onto her head, make sure the points are going to, because it's like points that they put it in, make sure the points are still going to go to directly where it needed to hit. Yeah, I wasn't putting my nine-year-old child through that. So let me wasn't going to do you. it. Was the fact that it was terminal, um, would it have been terminal anyway, or would, would they have been able to operate if they had found it sooner? If we probably would have found it sooner and not been in her brainstem, I probably would have been comfortable with them at least attempting. Okay. Because we had, by us not doing, um, and I don't mean to get graphic, but by us not doing an autopsy, we don't know like exactly what was going on. And simply wasn't done because I promised my daughter I wouldn't let her cut, cut on her. Right. And, I, and I kept that promise. Like even when they tried to do a little incision to eliminate some of the swelling, she looked at me and her dad and said, please don't let them cut on me. Yeah. And I did not let them cut on her. Right. So I'm thinking if we could have found it sooner because I kind of follow pages and other parents whose children right. have brain cancer that something probably could have been done. But we have no clue as to how long she had it. She right. could have been born with it. Right. We, we right. don't know. Right. right. So I'm going to spare you all, all the details. I'm just going to say that we eventually went home. She stayed in the hospital for a couple of weeks. We eventually went home. Mm -hmm. She did a make a wish, mm -hmm. which she wasn't too happy with. So we ended up that really? time. Yeah, she, well, the thing of it is, is I, I know what she'll perform in my knock and make a wish because I absolutely love them and I'm thankful for what they do for children and adults that have right. terminal illnesses. Right. But she kind of really wanted to go to Disney World. Minus behavior, for those of you who had kids, minus behavior was this big group that all the kids <laughs> Yeah. And she did want to see them, but she really wanted to go to Disney World and they kind of took the lesser favorite thing and okay. went with that instead okay. of the bigger thing, which was right. fine because she still ended up there. We didn't get her all the way there, but she right. ended up there. Right. But um, she came home and I'm going to say right now the depression set in immediately, especially when you mean immediately when she was diagnosed or when, when she, she was diagnosed. OK, it wasn't as bad as it became later on. And I don't think I really had time to sit in it because yeah. I was taking care of her. Right. So thankfully, Absolutely. I work for an amazing company that shout out to Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. They they donated all types of time to me. Executives that I never met in my life donated time and I was able to stay home with my daughter for her entire lifetime and did not worry about a paycheck because it was paid. So. So I didn't, wasn't able to get depressed because I was taking care of her. Like we had hospice because hospice was called in, mm -hmm. but they didn't do nothing but come in and check vitals. I bathed her myself. Right. I dressed her myself. You still your I baby. fed her myself. You I gave meds myself. Right. Nobody did that except for me and my ex-husband. He, he, of course, helped, but mainly it was on me. I took her, I put her in and out to tell myself. All that nurse, the nurse got paid a big penny to come in and take her temperature. 
that was pretty much it. And Ariana would act like she was sleep when she got there because she didn't want to be bothered. That's what she did when people came and she didn't want to be bothered. She just act like she was sleeping. I let her do it. Oh, okay. Do you, boo? That's what we did. <laughs> so it kind of got bad because she started hallucinating because she was on the prednisone. The dose was so high trying to keep the swelling down. So we eventually put the dose down and I'm not going to go even go into all those details. But so fast forward, she wants to go to Disney World. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't going to worry about it because I knew we couldn't afford it. But and shout out to Duke Hospital because the social worker at Duke Hospital made it happen. She called all types of companies, got grants for us. You know, our church families has the fish fry for us. So we were I able remember. to have money in our pocket we our flights were paid for thanks to the social worker the tickets were donated like everything was donated so she seemed like she was like really trying to keep her spirits up because she knew she was going to disney world like everybody was excited knew she was going to disney world but that is like as soon as we got her into that van to go to the airport she kind of started declining And I'm like, I looked at my ex-husband, and I'm like, you know, she just don't seem bright today. Because by this time, she had already started losing her vision. Like, she was d- determined to, like, to keep go to, going to school. Mm-hmm. So my brother-in-law would bring her homework to me because he worked at the school. So the teacher would bring her homework, and I would still try to help her do it. But eventually, she just couldn't really see wow. that well anymore. So, and then eventually, like, the whole left side of her body, because that, that, tumor was attacking the that vital part so bad that she couldn't like even function she only had use of her right side and at this point she had gained a good amount a ton of weight yes like like if you didn't know her you wouldn't think that was her because those steroids and i take steroids from time to time because of my sinuses so they will make you gain weight because all i want to do is eat everything i see so um she started declining but i'm like you know what we're gonna we're gonna press on and we're gonna go we got her on the plane we got to the airport it was like her whole body just gave out and my ex-husband he was going to get the rental car because they gave us a rental car like they made sure we had everything and i told taylor i'm like taylor you're gonna have to help me like i can't pick her up by myself yeah and carry her so men between me and taylor because mind you taylor's still young back then she was still a little kid pretty much (laughs) but we was able to get her to the wheelchair and i told my ex i'm like i don't this this is not looking good but uh, the duke the nurse at duke did connect us to a hospice in florida so just in case something did happen we had a direct number to them that we could call right so by the time we got to the hotel and checked in and i tried to bathe her it was like she was just let normally she would like help me you know bathe her you know help me lift her like she wasn't doing nothing i told my ex i'm I'm, I'm stop calling my ex i told aaron i'm like we're gonna have to call this number that they gave us because this don't look too good. Like I know they told us the signs. I'm like, this is the signs. Like I feel like she's shutting down. So we called 911. Like, and I haven't even thought about this in years because I just haven't had to talk about it. But we called 911. They came and picked her up and they took us to I want to say Children's Hospital, Florida, Florida Hospital for Children or something like that. And um just pretty much told her that her body was shutting down and that um we needed to try to make our way back to North Carolina. Because one thing's for sure, I didn't want her to pass in Florida. I wanted her to be home, to mind about her family, right, 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 right. and um, in her own bed. So 
we um they had like an angel life flight but that would take like 24 hours to get together and he was like no i don't think y'all had that much time wow. i need y'all to go ahead and get back so we drove back so okay. all night but so i drove probably like two hours and he was like no because i had to sit in the back seat and make sure that my child was still breathing right from florida all the way right. to north carolina right because if not we would have to stop call 911 right. and do right. all this right 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 so they gave us a dnr because we had a dnr okay they gave us a dnr that only went to the florida state mine so after the florida state mine whatever could happen so that's why i was like praying to god like let us get back to north carolina okay where she the dnr is already in place and okay. we don't have to okay. worry about anything okay so we made it home and we probably got home like maybe that monday or tuesday because we left on like a friday or saturday she never woke back up um really? shout out to disney world because they sent Cinderella to the room and took pictures and video of her talking to Cinderella. Because they called Disney World, told Disney World what happened and that we were supposed to come. And they sent Cinderella out there to work. So, but yes, yeah, you never woke up. So before, so I'm going to tell you what's, so it's interesting from, not, I don't know if interesting is, is the right word. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. because we were talking during mm -hmm. you know this i knew y'all were in florida i knew mm -hmm. that once y'all got there you know things turned very quickly you know tommy was keeping me posted carmen was mm -hmm. and i was also like i remember texting you and you being like we gotta come home but like listening to you recall the details just reminds me that like even if you think you know what somebody's dealing with like you don't know mm -hmm. you don't mm -hmm. know you know and in those moments you're not asking I'm not like, well, well, tell me what the doctor right. said. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, no, I, I want you to know that I'm here for you and I love you and you share with me what you want me to know. But, you know, here we are. It's been how many years? So eight, how many she, years? It'd be nine years this year. So it's Nine like, years on March the 2nd. Yeah. Okay. So here we are nine years later and like hearing some of the details that I just didn't, you know, I, I did my best to be supportive and to be there for you, but right. hearing yeah. some details now that I did not know, um, it's crazy because it's still like, you know, hits you in that, that spot. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So y'all get back to North Carolina. And wait, before um, I talk about that, let me say this. I appreciated you being there and just saying I'm here because what people don't understand is that sometimes that's all we need to hear because there's pretty much nothing else you can do like you can't say i do have some friends that i am very close with and we go out to brunch and lunch together because we've all lost children in different scenarios and they can tell me that i know how you feel but you can't because you never went through it and you just saying that i'm here for you let me know what you need to do need me to do meant the world to me I just so want to I, say that. I appreciate that. Like I'm trying, so I'm trying to keep keep it together, right? Me too. Me too. Early, early, we only a little while in. I don't want to be crying yet. Um, right. But I appreciate that because as I've gotten older, um, that is what I say to people. Like, mm -hmm. I'm here if you. What do you need? What do you need me to do? I was laughing. Mm -hmm. I'm laughing because one of my girlfriends and um, one of my girlfriends most recently has lost two grandmothers back to back. Mm. Um, her husband lost his mother not very long mm. ago. Um, and we laugh because I'm like, yo, I can bring you some food. Like, right. I, I mean, right. 
And, you know, and we're also in COVID, right? So it's not like there's exactly. a whole lot to do, but I'm like, yo, I'll cook because she's, it's her and her husband and they have three children. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll bring you some dinner so you don't have to worry about eating. Um, but I have learned just also like in my own grief that well, you're right. Like there's not, people often struggle because they don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. So either they screw it up mm-hmm. or they don't say anything. Right. Um, Cause I've definitely screwed it up before. So and it's, it's a lesson learned. It's, it is a mm-hmm. lesson learned. And so I just, and one of the things I said to her and she laughs at me, I'm like, look, I can just come sit. We don't got to talk about nothing. Talk. We ain't got to say like, nothing. We don't got to say nothing. You can, mm-hmm. I can sit on the floor while you figure out why you fold clothes. Like or I can fold clothes, but I can, you know, I just want you to know that I'm here and that I'm praying for you and that I love you. And so mm-hmm. it's a lot to me to hear you say that, like, you heard me. Um, yes, definitely. But mm-hmm. in that moment, you don't really know if people hear you. You know what I'm saying? You're right. Like, oh, I'm here. Because mine going everywhere. Your mind's everywhere. Right. And it's not mm-hmm. like they can stop and be like, I appreciate you being here for me because they're dealing with their own stuff. Yes. And so like, I just, I just wanted to acknowledge that, that, um, that I'm glad you heard me. Yes, I did. My pumpkin. Okay, so you get back, okay. you get back to North Carolina, and y'all didn't know, y'all went home, right? Y'all didn't straight, go straight home. Okay. Nope, straight home because she was already under hospice, so we okay. went okay. straight home. Okay, and um, she never woke up, never woke up after that. Um, we got home probably like that Monday or Tuesday, and she really started getting bad like that Friday. Mm-hmm. We well, I'm gonna tell you something funny. We kind of fought because um. You know, you know how girly girl she was. Like she was a kind of tomboyish, but she was a girly girl. She was. And when we, you know, we start having like some issues with her being able to like hold her bladder and stuff like that. She and I brought them the pins home. She like, my what? Who's is this? <laughs> what well, old lady up here that need these? Who about to wear these? I said, oh, these another kind of panties. These another kind of panties, boy. We fussed and fought about that. I just had to give you a little funny about my baby. But yeah, and the reason why I thought about that is because. You know, you think that after you finish getting them potty trained, which took me forever, too, because she was so stubborn, that you're done with that part of their life. But it kind of took me back to when she was a baby, because that's literally what she was like. She could not handle nothing on her own. I like I would continue to bathe her from her bed and change her and things of that nature. And it, 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 it it's rough. But once again, I really didn't have time to sit and to sit in it because I was taking care of her and then entertaining family that was coming in from out of town and then entertaining people that was stopping by to see her and things of that nature. So at nighttime, I was so exhausted that I just went to sleep and then it was time to get back up that next morning and start all over again. But so that Friday is when she started, you know, turning bad because I'm like, oh, it don't look like her breathing right. Like she breathing real shallow. And I, me and God went back and forth so many times. We were like, God, I don't really think I want to be here when she, when she, you know, transitioned. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to handle that. Like, so I would people be like, just go. Like my, my um, sister in laws will come and sit and be like, just go, take a break, get out the house for a minute. Because you know, I didn't want to leave, but then I didn't, I, I want, didn't want to stay because I was struggling with going back and forth at how if I really wanted to be there or not. Right. And then. Um, when the time came, sometimes I wish I would have just crawled up in the bed and held her during the time. That's one thing that I regret not doing, her being able to like really 
lay her against my chest and her you know really be able to feel me there like just feel my hands or feel my hands against her face but um so as she started to train i don't know i'm trying she started to transition and she fought so so hard like she literally took her last breath and started breathing again she sounded like my grandma yeah she she like what was like psych like psych I know, like I'm calling people like, oh my gosh, she's gone. And then they coming up to me like she breathing again. So I went back in there and I whispered in her ear and I told her, look, mommy and well, let me rewind before I tell y'all that we went to church one Sunday because she still wanted to go to church and they was praying for her. And she took me and my uh, me and Aaron and brought us down to her and told us, you do not, don't worry about me, mommy and daddy, because I'm going to be okay. And that has stuck with me. Like a child that is can't walk, can barely do for herself, can whisper in her parents' ear and let them know that she's gonna be okay. So I did I returned the favor to her and told her, take your rest because we're gonna be all right. Stop fighting for us because I can't continue to see you like this. Take your rest and and that's what I told God. Like if you're not gonna heal her completely. Where she could be back to the Ariana that we know. Yeah. Take her home with you and let her rest. Yeah. And that's what he did. So February the second at like two-ish, three o'clock in the morning, she took her last breath. And that's when the depression really started to set in. Yeah. Yeah. So I I remember that phone call. Um, and I cried like a baby. Um, let me first say that whether you crawled in the bed with her or not, she absolutely, absolutely had her head on your chest. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is more about a connection than it is about where you were physically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, you know, it's, it is a, it's, it's funny. I, I got to find some more words. I got to get the dictionary out because <laughs> funny is not the word that I really want to use here. Um, but I remember um, having that same conversation with God about my grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. So my mom's mom and I were, like, she was my boo. Like, mm-hmm. my mom is my boo, but, like, my grandma. Yes. Um, and, like, toward the end when she was tired, right, she was um, in the hospital. And she wasn't in the hospital long. Uh, she had gotten sick. And so she had, you know, gone to the hospital. And they were, my mom, I remember my mom called me and I was at work and she was like, Mm-hmm. So you probably do you do you want to be here like we are going mm-hmm. to take her off um the ventilator do you want to be here and I mm-hmm. was like do not take her off until I get there like mm-hmm. you know and she was in Fayetteville I was in Durham mm-hmm. um, about an hour it should have been about an hour right. should have been about an hour and a half right and been more like 40 minutes but you yeah, absolutely um and the whole way there, I'm praying, like, mm-hmm. you know, God, I want to be there. Do I? You, you know, like, yes. 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 Also, um, and so I, I definitely remember, like, those very same, um, I remember that they took her off the ventilator and the nurse, um, you know, was like, it'll be quiet. We're going to turn all the everything off. Right. So there won't be any beeping. There won't be any, everything. It'll just, I will see it on our end. You guys won't see it. Just talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I can remember much like you were saying about Ari, like she would stop breathing and we would be, and then she started breathing again. I'm like, listen here, mm-hmm. old girl. Right. 
You know, Come on, Grandma. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we said, but I mean... Yes. You could not keep being like, psych! You know, if we could not fall apart... My grandma did the like, same thing. My grandma did the same yeah. thing. Right. Um... And so, like, I, you know, I remember that. And for, for a very long time, I battled with whether or not it was the right decision to be in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I won't, like, go, like, obviously, this is your story, so I won't even go into that. But I, but. But I, I yeah, I get it, though. You know, I battled. Because I, I was like, I, part of me wanted to be there, right? Mm-hmm. Wanted to be able to hold her hand and tell her I loved her for the last time. And for weeks, I had nightmares about just that like about mm-hmm. being in the room and what it felt like and you know and all of those things yeah. so it's yes. know, it is a difficult decision no matter what you decide very it's a difficult decision um and so you know fast forward a little bit we go to the funeral and you mm-hmm. get up and you give this like amazing speech of strength that i have ever seen in my entire life from like somebody that's my age you know what i'm saying i mean i feel like mm-hmm. those those um those um speeches of strength are what you are used to hearing from like an elder in a church mm-hmm. that has like mm-hmm. been through lots of things and they're like you know god sat on my bed and blah 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 mm-hmm. but i watch someone who was my peer who i also loved dearly mm-hmm. um be able to get up in front of a church full of people and and speak so eloquently um and so lovingly um and encourage so many people in the moment i was absolutely blown away because now you get up there you could do all that and i couldn't even go down to the front to the casket well i mm-hmm. can't i think i think carmen came with us i know tommy did and they was like we going down i'm like all right i'm gonna see y'all in the balcony just, <laughs> yeah a lot of people did a lot of people. I'm probably going to be able to make it down there. So I'm going to just see y'all. I'm going to see y'all. Um, and so it just was the most, I, I left that funeral being inspired, but also having an admiration for you that I, I, I still have. I still carry to this day. Um, because, yeah, like I can't. I can't even, and I think most parents can't, like, you know, I've talked about mm-hmm. um, Michael's battle with depression and, you know, I've had some very real conversations with God about, you know, similar to the ones you've had, you had with God about Ari. Mm-hmm. I want my baby at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's an argument. Cause what does that mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Exactly. Like I want him to be able to stop having this mental health battle. Yes. At the same time, please don't take my baby. You know what I mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I just, um, you know, so I can only imagine the depression that set in after, mm-hmm. this, you know, and then having to go back home. Like I, I went to my grandmother's house once after she, mm-hmm. but she didn't even pass away at home. Um, right. I only went back to her house um, for the for the services. And so mm-hmm. at the point when we ended up like selling her home and things like that, my mama was like, "So I'm gonna just go down there and clean and." I'll just call you. Mm-hmm. I, Thanks, mom. I couldn't, I couldn't go back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you have the funeral and mm-hmm. then you get home and it's quiet. Bone quiet. Um, bone chilling quiet. Yeah. Um, the thing of it is, is I was sleeping in the room that she transitioned in. So 
granted after she passed away and you know she was taken out I told them y'all gotta take this bed down and break it down right now like I want it out of here because she didn't like it and she didn't want to get in it anyway so I'm like I want it out of here right now so I could not sleep in there I was taking like 2 p.m normally I could take 1 p.m and probably sleep for two days I was taking 2 p.m's and wasn't sleeping and my 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 ex-husband like had to come in the bathroom like I could not be by myself no matter what part of the house I was in like I couldn't be by myself and like it started sitting in there like you know this child that I carried for nine months pushed out is gone and she she's not coming back and the depression started to sit in but in the back of my mind I keep having to remember you got another child that you got to look after right and that is looking to you to still help her but it, it yeah it was it was a lot so, so tell me a little bit about um what the depression looked like like physically so you couldn't sleep couldn't sleep i wasn't eating um, you already, okay so let's for the people uh, that don't know let you, everybody know i was already skinny okay and can't see you because they're not gonna be able to see this video so you ain't but like 105 wet. 105 wet. I didn't gain a little bit of my my older age, but back then. 105 wet and a and a booty, but but that's and a booty. Yeah, yeah. had a booty. Right. So losing weight meant was not good for my health at all. It was not. You was probably a smooth 65 pounds. I was yeah, I was very small, and yeah, I was losing weight. wasn't eating. Um, a lot of people could tell that I was in a depressed mode before I even told them because they could see it. And um, it still was talking to people like nothing was wrong, still trying to go on about my day, which is not a good thing. I really probably should have been talking to somebody right then and there. But I'm a church going woman who got a relationship with God. You know, it's a theory that we don't talk, not even church people, but black people, period, feel like that they shouldn't talk to someone. Yes, you should. And I ain't talking about your home girl, your homeboy, your mama, your daddy. You need to go sit on somebody's couch that don't know you. That's right. That you can be free with and say whatever you want to say, and they can't tell nobody. That's right. And that's what I did. I went to agree. I went to grief counseling by myself. I went to grief counseling with other mothers who lost children. Some of them I'm still friends with today on Facebook. Um still talk to them today two of them i'm still friends with today and we still follow each other there in north carolina and um it i would just say don't wait to get help talk talk to somebody because if i would have kept going the way i was going i probably would have died not to mention the fact when i contemplated suicide but i don't know when you want me to talk about that part but absolutely um so I was in such a depressed mode. My marriage was already on the rocks. Um, you know, we were trying to, you know, seek help and see, you know, if we could get the marriage to work. Cause I'm just going to be transparent. It is what it is. I ain't telling nothing that don't nobody know. Um, <laughs> I came back here to Cleveland to, you know, be with my family for like a month and a half. Cause thank God I still had time, paid time off. So I came back home just to get away. You know, Durham had the house, too many memories, not good memories. And, you know, I just needed to be away in a new environment. I understand how you didn't burn the house down. Girl, listen, because my child didn't want to be in there either. That's why I'm like, I remember being like, so she she went back? Yeah. Taylor, if 
drive by and toss a match? No. Oh, okay. Listen, when Taylor would come home from school and I would be going somewhere, she would sit on the porch. And I didn't blame her. Like she would not go in the house. So my my neighbor would let her. You remember my next door neighbor? <laughs> she would she would let her come over there. Come on in here, so, baby. Hmm? I said the lady was like, "Come on in here, baby." Yeah, she and I'm still and I'm still on Facebook with her today too. Sweetest love lady you ever want to meet. So um, she uh no. So go back to um not being able to want to be in the house. My daughter and I want to be in the house. So we come to Cleveland thinking, you know, that might save my marriage. Give us some time apart because we were going through right. with things that maybe we thought we could have did different, but whatever, whatever. It, 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 God has a plan and his plan is his plan and there's nothing we can do to change it. Right. So after I, we had already been planning to go to, on a cruise mm-hmm. that November because my mom and them had planned to go for Thanksgiving. And I'm like, Ma, you know, I don't really think I want to go. You know, I don't just don't think I'm in the mood. But she was like, I think this will be good for you. And they paid for it. So I said, okay, come on, let's go. Listen, okay. So, so I went on a cruise and, you know, we were there. Probably, I think we left on a Sunday. So we were, it was a seven-day cruise. And Thanksgiving, of course, was on Thursday. We went to Mexico, did a little excursion. My Ari's birthday is November 23rd. My cousin's birthday is November 23rd. Mm-hmm. They sung happy birthday to him at dinner and I lost it. But I did not like start crying or anything. I politely got up from the table. Well, let me remind. For those of you who have not been on a cruise, sometimes a cruise ship cannot dock. So you have to take this little boat called a dinghy. The dinghy takes you over to the island, brings you back from the island. Right. So the boat was still docked in the middle of the ocean. We wasn't like ported or nothing like that. We were still docked because it wasn't leaving until late that night. So, you know, when you in a depressed mode and you feeling like your life is over and that's what I felt like at that time, like I have nothing to live for. You know, my daughter is gone. My marriage is failing, you know, like what? I might as well just give it up. I have nothing to live for. Not thinking about my other kid at the time not thinking about my family, being real selfish. Because when you even think about committing suicide, you're being selfish. You're only thinking about yourself. So the boat, I can't swim a lick. I ain't never been able to swim in my life. I need to learn though. But I ain't never been able to swim in my life. So the devil like, and those of you who the enemy speaks to, he's he's real. Those of you don't think he is, he's real. And he will talk to you just like I'm talking to you right now. And he told me, jump. Don't nobody care about you. Go ahead and jump. You can't swim. You ain't going to make it. Your life ain't nothing. Jump. And thank God that I had a relationship with him because he whispered in my ear like, uh-uh. Don't you get in that water. <laughs> don't, you- don't you. What you about to do? Don't you jump in that water. He, I got you. You going to get through this. And I have carried those words with me. And I will carry those words with me for the rest of my life. If I've never heard God speak to me before I heard him speak to me that day and I walked away from that well I did I stood there for a while and I looked because I got to thinking because now I'm back in myself and I'm like girl what was you about to do like you you was like why you ain't consult with the rest of us before you was gonna get in the water the whole ocean this ain't no lake this ain't no pool that's the whole ocean shards ain't no coming back from that ain't no coming back so I tell my testimony all the time because 
I want to let people know that you can make it. Regard, I know and with COVID, it has been so many suicides and so many attempted suicides and so many job losses and you know job failures job closings it, i share my testimony to let you know that it ain't that bad it may seem like it's that bad but it is not that bad and regardless of what type of relationship you have with god if you seek him he will help you and and i have never contemplated suicide i've thought about giving up several times i'm not gonna even lie and say that i haven't i've thought about giving up because it's just like is it even worth it but i have never been that close to like one commit suicide do i get depressed absolutely like this time this time of the year for me is hard for me because i remember the days and the events that happened leading up to march the 2nd so I mean, I try to think of the good times because the good times outweigh the bad times, but there were some very yeah. bad times. The only thing that saves me now is, first of all, because my first lady, she kind of interviewed us one time when we modeled for her. Mm -hmm. And she asked me, like, what do you do when you get depressed? Because sometimes people think that just because I'm in church every Sunday, and I am in, in church almost every Sunday, okay. that... um. I don't, you don't get depressed and that you don't have bad times, but God told us that he'll always be with us, but he never promised us that we wouldn't have bad times. That's right. So I, for me, I get quiet. Sometimes quiet isn't good because the enemy will speak to me, but I get, I just lay in complete silence. Okay. I, I was going to ask you, what are some of the coping mechanisms that you have yeah. to do now? Mm -hmm. um, obviously that's not something that is going to ever go like, that's something mm -mm. that I carry with you. Um, mm -hmm. so like, what are some of the things? So, okay. You said, so you get quiet. Do you just, do you do anything in that space? Nothing. Meditate or yo, you just lay down. Nothing. Okay. Just lay there. Sometimes I'll turn on some music, mm -hmm. some gospel music, because that kind of pretty much gets me back to where I need to be. Cause it reminds me of how good God is and what right. he can do. Reminds you of his promise. Is it reminds me of his promises that he will never leave me nor forsake me. That that is like one of my all-time favorite verses because he has never left me, regardless of what I've been through, what I'm going through, and what I'm gonna go through in the future. He's always with me. You know, I never understood like footprints is one of my favorite things. And my grandmother had a copy of it, and I never like I understood. Girl, everybody's it. grandma had a copy everybody's of grandma it. Had that and, picture. And my grandma also had that little um it was like a foot. It looked like a sand foot and it had mm -hmm. the footprint thing on it. Yeah, everybody's grandma had that. Everybody's grandma had it. And you know, I, I kind of understood it. Oh, if you hear the bells, it's the grandfather clock. <laughs> I kind of I understood it, but it has so much more meaning to me now. Like when I read it for the first time, I was like, oh, trying to figure out like, what is it? And then you find out that God was carrying you through that time. And, and now I know like, I, and I tell God, like, I, I, hey, I need you now. Like, I need you, like, footprints, I need you to pick me up and I need you to carry me because if you don't, I'm not going to get through this. So that's what helps. Like, the music helps me. Um, every now and then I might call somebody, but sometimes when I'm in that moment, I just really want to be by myself. So are you, it's still like, get, are you still going to therapy? I have not been to therapy. I have not. Um, I can because, of course, I have EAP right. at my job that um i could go and talk to somebody if i need to but i don't i pretty much at this point where i'm at now i could pretty much 
not do it myself because I'm not doing it myself. I'm doing it with God. Now, I don't know how I'm going to feel getting closer to her, you know, as her death date comes up. Um, Is that kind of what you do every year to like commemorate it or? I don't. I mean, um, it's so funny because I was just talking to one of my friends. He, He lost his son probably a couple of years before I lost my daughter. And we was talking and he was like, you celebrate her death date? And I was like, no, I don't, I wouldn't call it a celebration per se, but I do recognize that date and that, you know, remember her life because she had a beautiful life. And I might not go to dinner or something like that, you know, ask, you know, my friends or whatever, if they would like to join me for dinner that day, you know, just to celebrate her. And I think about, you know, the death part about it, but just think about her life and, you know, how she forever will live within us. So, yeah. Um, how is um, Taylor doing? Because I know, you know, and not at all to like divulge her story. Right. But I just mean in general, you know, because I, one of the things that I have um, started to be more aware of just recently, really, is how Lana may be affected. Mm-hmm. Um, just by, because when, when Michael was battling early, I shaded them from a lot mm-hmm. of that. Like they weren't, mm-hmm. privy, you know, um, to those, they weren't privy to those things. I didn't right. know where their brother was, you know, mm-hmm. I just was like, he's not feeling well mm-hmm. or um, he's not having a good day today. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't go into what that meant. They were young, you know, exactly. I didn't go into what that meant. I don't know that I was prepared. I don't know that I was prepared to be able to support them and me yes you no know? yeah um and so i just shaded them mm-hmm. you know i literally just was like no we're he's good he's fine he's just he don't feel right he got stomach ache you know whatever that mm-hmm. is um mm-hmm. and just here recently um i have stopped shading them as much um social media has helped with that a lot because right. he's on social media and mm-hmm. when it is dark for him he is on social media so anybody mm-hmm. that follows him can see it um and so I have recently really given more thought to like how that affects Alana like Maya is of course much more vocal so we can talk about it she's older Lana mm-hmm. doesn't really say much and so I have really no she's always been a quiet child she's always been a quiet child but observe mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. She, she, oh they're watching they're mm-hmm. watching and so you know in terms of like asking about Taylor like how is she, does she have coping mechanisms? I mean, I'm sure she does, but like mm-hmm. through this process, you know, are there coping mechanisms that you've seen that have worked? I mean, I, I guess the point that I want to drop home is not only are you guys survivors, like all of you, everybody that was connected to Ari um, is a survivor, obviously in different ways. You mm-hmm. know, like I don't, I'm not a survivor of her passing in the way that you are because I wasn't mm-hmm. to her in the way that you are. Um, but I, I want the people that listen to this to number one, know that they, um, are not alone, you know, no matter how they're feeling or what they're going through, like they're not alone, but also, so like one of my coping, I actually talked about it, I guess before. And I was saying that I used to journal, so I had started, Mm -hmm. right. But then I would put these ridiculous stipulations on my journaling. Like mm-hmm. you have to journal every single night for an hour. It's got to be two pages. It's got to yes. be about your day. And it would work for me for like three days. Yep. Yeah. And then I'm burnt out. 
Yeah. I don't want to tell my journal everything. I just don't want to. Yeah. Um, and then I skip a day, and next thing you know, I ain't journaling. I ain't doing it. That's where I'm at right now. I ain't doing it. Yeah. I ain't doing it. Yeah. Um, what I have, what I have started doing that is more beneficial has been more beneficial for me is I keep a pen and paper beside my bed so that if I want to write, I can. It's I'm there. Doing. I can write. I can doodle. I can just write words if I'm angry. You know, it doesn't have to look like anything in particular. So I've tried to take away what I thought it had to look like. Um, and so it has been a, a lot less pressure in terms of like mm -hmm. done because it's not like it, it doesn't feel like a homework assignment exactly um so you know are there things that taylor is doing are there other like self-care so i have gotten to the point that i hate the term self-care because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i feel like it's a buzzword um i would much rather people tell me what they're doing than say well i practice self-care right but what does that look like um so are there things that you are doing or that taylor is doing or has done like how is she doing um, health wise in terms of, I'm sure she still has her moments, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, but how, how is that going or what does that look like now? Well, for Taylor, um, Taylor is pretty quiet and private with her stuff. So she did use, she did used to write about it because we did find it and not to put her out there because I'm sure she won't care, but we found a suicide note from her as well okay. after Ari passed and my ex husband because he uh was that type that he gonna be in the business <laughs> was cleaning up and flipped up her bed because we wouldn't have never found it right flipped up her bed and realized she um had a suicide note so we talked to you know she had she went to counseling as well by okay. herself but okay. she was able to go and talk to the counselor um it was through duke and she was able to say whatever she said i had no clue he right. had no clue it right. was between her and the um, counselor and you know we got through that so when i decided to move back to ohio she was not happy <laughs> at all but understandably because she's been in north carolina since she was two years old it's pretty right. much all she knows right so i told her when it happened the first time i said if you ever start getting those thoughts again you let me know i'll find you somebody to talk to so one day i'm sitting right where i'm sitting at right now she came downstairs and said ma i'm having those thoughts again I said, no problem, I'm gonna call you somebody. And I had somebody come talk to her, take her out. And we've never really had any problems besides that. Now I will say this, Taylor has grown up in church. So Taylor, for the most part, what I knew helped her was prayer. Right. I'm but sure even she, the fact that she would come downstairs and say that is like- Yeah, thank you is, Lord. That is huge. Thank that you Lord, because huge. I didn't wanna go upstairs and find her. Like I, I couldn't handle that, so she'd um fast forward to today um taylor is kind of like the mama sometimes um i really try to hide i hid from her a lot of times how i felt right. i refused to cry in front of her a lot of times because i wanted to be strong and i knew that if i cried she would cry because for a long time it was just her and i right so and i wanted to be the strong one but just like not right now today if i'm having an issue or i'm feeling depression be like mom's gonna be all right don't, don't just come on out of that. You're going to be fine. So those of you who don't know, my baby is a married lady. <laughs> she is. Um, I don't know who's going to grow up. 
she had nobody told her to grow up. She has a whole husband, um, and she's in the United States Air Force, um, mm-hmm. getting ready to ship out. Of course, I can't say where she's going, but she's getting ready to ship out. She'll be gone for four long years. Um, be okay. Give you somewhere to be. And I'm struggling with that. So it's it's a good time that we're talking about this right now because, you know, I have, you know, we're, I'm coming off the cusp of Christmas, Thanksgiving, which are hard times for me. Nice. Then, you know, Valentine's Day, which brings up a lot of memories because we used to do our crafts and stuff together and get the candy and stuff together. Now I'm going through a transition where I won't be able to see my daughter when I want to, even though I can't really see her now, but she gone where she at. Um, But she's here. But she's here. You could if you needed to. I could if I needed to. Like, I'm not going to be able to get to her like I want to get to her. So I'm I'm not, I can't say that depression won't set in again when she leaves because I, my baby will be 22 in September and she ain't never left me. So, um, so what are some of the things that you are considering doing like ahead of ahead of knowing that that is a potential that that is a potential battle that you're going to have to fight right what yeah. are some of the things that um that you are considering like i i mean just as a suggestion i don't know if that's the right word but like i would definitely say look into some therapy definitely yeah you know i'm i'm struggling one of the conversations that the conversation i had yesterday i was telling her that i have been looking for a new therapist for probably two months now because Mm -hmm. I had I've had him so long we have we have extended past like the therapeutic relationship and so that's not to say I feel like every time I say that out loud I need to also give the disclaimer that like nothing ethical we don't I mean unethical we don't hang out right you're not my homeboy we're not having sex it's none of that but Mm -hmm. I feel like therapy should in some ways make you uncomfortable because that's mm-hmm. when you grow, right? That's when yeah, you grow. exactly. And so we're at the point now where it, it feels like I'm talking to an old friend as opposed to I'm going to see my therapist. Um, right. You know, and I think some of the challenges finding a therapist is hard. Finding somebody mm-hmm. that you click with in a way that you, you know, are comfortable enough. It's comfortable. Yes. And, you know, and tell them your innermost secret thoughts, you know. Yes. Um, is hard you know it's mm-hmm. hard like you you share that with god because you like he know it anyway like i right i don't tell him he know anyway but to articulate that to someone else is difficult um mm-hmm. but i will say i think you're in a unique position because um you have the ability to get ahead of something that you know is coming mm-hmm. even if you don't know what it's gonna feel like right you know you're gonna feel something and so like this is an opportune time to put some support things in place or, you know, whether it's therapy or whether it's, you know, we can do this weekly. Mm-hmm. I have no problem hopping on Zoom with you every week, boo. Be like, yes, all right, no, no problem you, either. Get you some yes, dinner and a glass of wine yes, and we're yes. going to have dinner every week. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, setting up monthly massages or, you know, doing some meditation. Um, but I do think you're in a unique position to get ahead of what, what may come even if you don't know what it's going to show up looking like um you know definitely yeah definitely because the other the other thing that helps me is um because i'm a military mom now Mm -hmm. um there are several facebook pages that i follow Mm -hmm. and um 
a lot of them have already been through what I'm going to, I wish I would have found them before she went to basic training Yeah. because these moms are absolutely amazing. And like a lot of them are going where my daughter is going. So right, they've already right. given me some tips on, you know, things I need to do. And, you know, I have a lot of friends that have either been based there or have people now that are based there. They're going to be looking out for when I get there. So stuff like that brings me comfort and makes it a little easier for me. But I'm definitely um, going to check into like definitely give me some massages today. Listen, y'all. If y'all feeling depressed and, you know, your life ain't right, go get you a massage. When I tell you, listen, I got a massage by this one lady and I can't find her, but I was sleep. Like, I was slobbing sleep. That lady was amazing. That would, that, I, I feel like massages and things of that nature, they do help you with your depression because, first of all, it's just you and her. She not talking to you. Right. She got that music on. She got that good fragrance. I don't know what that stuff is they be burning, <laughs> but they got that good fragrance on. I'm telling you, that, that helps too. The main thing I'm going to say about when you're, feeling depressed or even not depressed, just feeling some type of way is talk about it. Talk to someone about it. it a lot of times I know we don't feel comfortable. Like I feel comfortable with telling over anything. I, like we, we didn't share some, some things with each other. So I, I don't, I feel comfortable where I can call and talk to her. Some of us don't have a friend like that. We, we don't have somebody talk to your pastor. If you don't have a pastor, call a church. They'll talk to anybody. They, I mean, you don't have to be a member. My pastor will talk to you, even if you're not a member of your church. If you need some help, you need some guidance, come come sit, come talk to them, come to one of our services, come sit with us, we'll pray for you. Like, I know sometimes, and some people don't like to touch on this, but everybody ain't into church. I'm just going to keep it 100. Of course not. I've been in church. I've been blessed enough to my grandmothers when I was little. I got a little older and started dropping her off and not going, but you know, I, that was a long time ago. It's okay. We all had that point. That, okay. We all had that moment. But, you know, both of my grandmothers, my great grandmother, I found out later in life, was an actual pastor. So, you know, I, I've always been in a church. My dad plays the organ in church. I love to sing. I'm on my praise team. I'm in a um, community gospel choir. Now, singing, y'all, singing is my thing. When I tell y'all that that brings me out of I could be feeling so down but if I turn on that good gospel song and get to singing I ain't the best singer and I don't be singing no solos and nothing like that <laughs> but uh well I, I do sing a solo sometimes but it ain't I don't like to be out in front I like to be in the background okay. but um that singing helps me like it relieves so much pressure off of me especially like because for me for some songs, they mean some something different to me now. Like I can hear a song from ten years ago. I used to sing it like, mm, but now that thing means something to me. I and oh, getting back, some people not in the church. So sometimes, like I have, I have friends that a lot of times they ask me, like you know, when they've lost a child or they lost a loved one, like what helped me? Unfortunately, what helped me might not help you because we're not on the same page per se. Right. But I will say after I sat and talked to this one friend because she inboxed me like after her son passed, she was like, well, help you. I'm like, I'm just going to be real with you. It was God because my friends couldn't help me. Yeah. My mama, my daddy, my pastor, his dad was a pastor, but no one could help me. Right. Because your own journey, it was my own journey. Mm -hmm. Nobody but God. And when I, 
explain that to her. And at first, you know, it don't really mean nothing to her because she might not have that same relationship with God that I have. But now, like, it's amazing how God changes things. Like, she's a different person now. And I'm thankful to God that people see me and see the light that I shine. And that it shows them that they can make it. Like Ovi telling, saying about me speaking at the home going, I can tell y'all right now, that home going is a blur to me. Like a lot of people came up to me like, oh, it was such a beautiful service from people here in Cleveland. And I had to apologize because like, I didn't even know they were there because right. it was just my mind right. was, every, was everywhere that day. But I was determined to show people that regardless of what you're going through, like, yeah, I picked out a casket. I picked out that last pink dress. I made sure them lips was popping. I made sure she had that nail polish on <laughs> because my baby was that chick. Yeah. And even though I did all that, not knowing how I was going to get the strength to go. Like, I'm telling y'all right now, I'm scary. And I ain't like to go in no cemeteries, no funeral homes, no nothing. And even, you know, having to go in there several times to make arrangements, it was no one but God that gave me that strength, that lift me up out that pit that I was in and showed me that it's going to be okay. Now, I know some of us don't have that relationship with God and might not understand what I'm saying when you listen to this, but just know you can get saved right over the phone right now. You don't have to go sit in nobody's church to get saved. Honey. And I, you know, I think it's important that people understand that everybody's walk is a personal journey. It's personal. Even if you, you know, um, have a relationship with God, it might not look like like, like my relationship my relationship don't look like my mama's relationship yeah you know my kids relationship don't look like mine you know um we laughed a little earlier about you know coming to church you know I went to church I mean I have a home church and we went to mm-hmm. church and I miss it dearly I log into church every Sunday now mm-hmm. you know I watch virtually but you know our church you know in our church they don't shout you know they don't you know pass out i mean you know i don't know how to make it anymore i I don't really mean but you know the people that know what i'm talking about are gonna know what i'm talking about exactly exactly. they don't do that but i also Mm -hmm. spent time in catholic church when i was younger yeah and you know my church don't look like that either but Mm -hmm. i would never say i would never stand in front of somebody and say that your faith is less because it don't look exactly exactly and so at at the end of the day it's about developing and maintaining your own relationship so Mm -hmm. that it serves you and it don't have to serve me exactly because when it's my time god ain't gonna ask me about nobody but me nobody but you Mm -hmm. you know so i you know i i can appreciate all that you said about you know having a relationship and 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 feeding into that relationship you know Mm -hmm. and i feel like we're human you know your relationship with god looks different at different stages in your life you know absolutely um you know, you, you, we tend to call on him more when we, when we, something ain't going right. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like yes. if my daughter, I'm like, oh, you praying now that you got a test, right? But you weren't praying yesterday, you know, yes. yesterday when everything was good, you was good. But today, now that you need to pass this good test, you, you want to talk yes, to him. Okay. Um, so I do think that that is, you know, is super important. Um, I also want to point something out to you that you may not have even recognized until like, until maybe you go back and listen to this. 
But before I was like, what is your thing? What is your coping mechanism? And you was like, I don't really know. I just talked to God. But the way you lit up when you started talking about singing. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> what I want you to know is that that's your thing. So like, yes, get some therapy. Yes, set that up ahead of time so that you're not chasing your tail when she leaves and you're trying to, you know, you're already in the depression trying to pull yourself out. Like set that up tomorrow right. so that mm -hmm. they can help you, you know, they can help walk with you now and then through it. And it's not as big of a, as not as big of a, um, of a haul. But I will right. also say, girl, get you some music. It sounds like you do it already. Mm -hmm. When you are not sure, like the way that you lit up, when you started talking about singing, that is your thing. Mm -hmm. So just don't get lost in that. You know, right. I think that we, one of the things that I have started to realize in having these conversations with people and just having conversations with people, even since the podcast has started, that there are so many things that we already have or already do or already possess that we, they just, like I was talking to um, Laura yesterday and I, she was, we were talking about mental health and she was talking about, you know, making sure kids have an outlet and mm -hmm. I started crying while she was talking. And I'm like, I just have to tell you like something you just said, like hit a, hit a nerve because, and so I just give you kind of some insight. So we were talking about like how to help kids through this state, like COVID and they're, you know, mm -hmm. how to make sure they're not depressed or how to check. Yes. She was saying, that one of the things you should do is make sure your kid has an outlet. So if they, mm -hmm. whatever it might be, make sure that they are doing something outside of the home, you know, once a week, whatever. And it hit a nerve for me because Lana, I, everybody knows Lana plays softball. And mm -hmm. I had, she gets private lessons on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. We had gotten to the point that she was only picking up the bat during her private lesson and her team, her team, her team practice. Mm -hmm. And so just Monday, I was like, look, I'm not paying for no more lessons. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it. You ain't, you're not doing nothing to help make it better. And in talking to Laura, it helped me to realize that like, don't take that from her. She needs that. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, she is going to her team practice, but who knows what she's getting from that one-on-one -on -one time with her mm -hmm. coaches. And like, there are other girls that, that go to like private practices at the same time, but like, mm -hmm. who knows what she's getting in those moments where there's not 20 girls there. You know what I mean? Right. But it took right. hearing her say that about somebody else or about, you know, another, not specific to me, for me to be able to, to hear it. And so I'm just saying that for you, that clearly singing is your thing. So, you know, I would say find a therapist and then we'll set up a weekly call and then sing your way through the rest. Yes, and I've got that. Yeah, yeah, that's see, that's another thing that kind of you know, COVID has taken that from us because we can't have choir rehearsal and we can't sing. So that's why I be singing everywhere. Like, I was just talking to my cousin the other day. She like, I'm so tired of singing in the car and in the shower. And to my <laughs> mama, I said, Girl, I know, but we're gonna have to keep doing it because we ain't got no other choice. Listen, that is. I cannot sing, so let's just be clear on that. And y'all should be glad that I can't because these podcasts would be like, me, 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 me. <laughs> so y'all should be glad that I can't sing. Um, but I just, you know, just recognize the, the light that um, that brings out in you. Mm -hmm. um, 
and you know how much you lit up when you started talking about it um and so you know when people ask you what your thing is what your coping mechanism is that's your thing and i never to be honest with you i've never really recognized it because I, first of all you know i used to sing in like a little elementary choir and stuff like that because i actually sung for president bush and the daddy back in elementary school it's all about who you know honey all about who you know but um you know it 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 really helps me like you know i've always been around like i said music and singing like my aunt is i mean people might not know but shackles on my feet is kind of a local thing she always you know was singing my grandmother used to sing all the time hymns my mother's i mean my mother's mother was singing hymns my other my father's mother like i was just always surrounded by it, but and never play for pastor caesar like yeah yeah and like i've just been around it but i never like really realized how much i loved it like until you pointed it out like i know i love to sing i was up here jamming at work yesterday singing all types of little things on my playlist but yeah that's definitely that's what i do and it and it definitely helps me i'm so full <laughs> I, um i want you to know that i love you you know i love you too and that i um we, I, we cried a lot less than i was expecting so we I did am, i'm so proud of us i'm listen, so proud of us happy valentine's day because happy valentine's day, i was yes. like we might don't make it like we yes I, I, I had my finger ready i was like how many times am i gonna have to pause this recording for tissue um yes. but i did not we did good i think that you um i want you to keep telling your story um i want you to know that i believe that you are a survivor you are still one of the strongest people that i know i am so grateful so grateful that you did not get your non-swimming behind in the ocean girl um thank god okay okay um and i believe in my heart that your story is going to help somebody that mm -hmm. is not sure that they can keep it moving um you know covid is taking a lot of people a lot of people COVID is and i mean covid itself in terms of like people getting sick mm -hmm. but also um just the isolation and yes like it's taking people and so i just i i appreciate you more I appreciate you and like I said I'm so so proud of you like this is amazing I want you to keep moving and keep pressing forth and you know I know it ain't easy I'm, I've never done a podcast but I'm sure it's not easy and it um but nothing comes to us as easy that's worth it so I want you to keep moving keep pressing forward you know I love you and I'm always here even though I'm eight and a half hours away but that don't mean nothing because I'll burn the road up if I need to I'm getting you know on the plane. so let's just be clear I'm tired and I'm getting on the plane so I mean clearly let me get some shots and I'm I'm getting on the plane so I just tell you that so I will I, we are gonna set up um they don't have to be weekly um okay bi-weekly we are gonna set up um call so we can have dinner and wine we can call yes carmen we can all have dinner and wine i would love oh you know she would um, love that yes you know so that we can catch up so that it's not um so that it's not so long and so that mm -hmm. um i can support you from closer than eight and a half hours away um i know that tay leaving is going to be difficult mm -hmm. we got mm -hmm. you we got you god got you your yes. voice got you like yes 
you know, we were not put here to fail. And so exactly. We're gonna get exactly. Love you. Thank you. Rest of your Saturday. You too. Bye, baby. Bye. Alright, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. I can't wait to hear your feedback. But until then, be nice, be authentic. Because yeah, I'm listening. <laughs>